All right. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. Welcome to Tuesday Night Live. Uh, hopefully, we have some people show up. I know uh, most of uh, the ultra running community right now is probably watching uh, Ginger Runner and Courtney DeWalter, which I was just doing as well. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get rolling here in just a second. Uh, drop in the chat where you're watching from and uh, what you got going on. Uh, do you have any races coming up? And uh, we'll talk about it here in just a minute. What's up? We got Mandy in the house. Happy Tuesday evening, everyone. Dallin Ricks is here. Hey, uh, present from Lubbock, Texas. Excited to be with you all tonight. Love to hear your thoughts on Training Peaks coaching services or any other coaching services. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll come back to that here in just a second. Uh, Justin Turnbow's here uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And oh, Matt, uh, Mandy's here from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, so yeah, Dallin, um, so just to kick that off, uh, Training Peaks is my like site of choice to uh, store all of my training data. Um, and here comes everyone. Here comes everyone. <laughs> Maybe Ginger Runner's uh, uh, show just ended with Courtney. So yeah, come on over, everyone. Uh, bless you here. Uh, Brian Steinberg's in the house. Grand Rapids here. Hallucination in just a couple days. Awesome. Uh, I know a couple people running the hundred as well. I know a couple people running the 50. It's a fun race. I wish I was going out there this weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, just couldn't swing that race and it 100 in four and a half weeks. Gosh, it's coming up quick. Uh, Chris Rhodes is here from San Antonio. Chase the Summit, serious question, why are you wearing the Polar Vantage V2? Uh, I actually like this watch a lot, man. Uh, this is what, if you, uh, those of you that follow me on Strava, you can always see what watch someone wears when they run. And um, I wear this all the time. It's just a really nice, feels good, uh, gets gets the data I want, good heart rate. Uh yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, running towards ultra. Hey, y'all. Hello from Central Ohio. What's up? Uh, but yeah, back to the training peaks thing. Um, I use that. That is my like central hub for all of my training information. And I actually was just... Uh, the other day I was trying to build... Uh, like some charts in WKO, which is like... You have Training Peaks, which is their online website, and then they have a software that you can download uh, called WKO, and I honestly don't know what it stands for, uh, but it's it's like super serious <laughs> software, uh, and it's like I don't know how much it is to download, maybe like a hundred or two hundred bucks or something, but it's like uh, you kind of have to be a geek about your training data because 
you have to build all the charts and everything. I mean, there's a lot that you can download and everything. But um, the other day I was trying to build a chart to see like an overlap of all of my every single year, calendar year, and how my training went for that year. And like overlap that on top of each other. Uh, just to like compare like, you know, what am I doing every September uh, for the last 10 years? Uh, and so I was, I was just like kind of building something like that, but that's like, you can get like super customized with, uh, training peaks and WKO. Um, but yeah, uh, I use like so all sorts of different watches, Polar, Garmin, Sunto, Koros, anything else, Apple, uh, and some others, but uh, so like all my data is like spread out over all of these, uh, services as well, but they all funnel into training peaks and then also Strava. Cause I think that's fun, but that's Strava is just more of like the social side of it for me. I don't really get any of my, like, uh, I don't make any training decisions based off of Strava. Uh, but yeah, we'll probably talk about training peaks more tonight. Let me know if you have any questions specifically about it, how I use it or anything like that. We'll take a, let's hear a couple, I'll do a couple more comments and then we'll take a look at my training peaks. Uh, Dave Lee's here from Plymouth, uh, Massachusetts. I am between my taper and training for two upcoming races. Awesome. Good luck, man. Reno's here from the Philippines. Awesome. What's up? Uh, Brett's here from Texas Hill Country, Mogion Monster, 104 days. Ooh, that's, man, that's definitely one that I want him to, uh, especially now that they changed the course to be, uh, is it a point to point now? Or is there, I think it's mostly all unique trails if it's not a full point to point. Brett knows for sure. Uh, but yeah, that looks like a really, really cool race. Denise is here from Boston, Massachusetts, running a fundraiser half marathon in two weeks. Awesome. Uh, oh, I have some big news uh, I need to share with you guys. Uh, very, very soon, I've been working real hard. over the So over the past couple months, really, uh, I've been trying to figure out, like, um, uh, I've been trying to get uh, a hat out to you guys. Uh, and uh, we are, like, days away from it being available. Uh, I've gone through a bunch of different like, uh, brands, uh, different styles and been kind of like testing a few of them out, but I've landed on one that I'm pretty happy with and we're just gonna, we're just gonna get it out there. And you guys have been asking for hats for a long time. Uh, so the website is just about done and it's going to go live any day. I'll let you guys know as soon as it does. Uh, but yeah, just uh, wanted to let you guys know first that hats are coming any day. Uh, and it's the one that I've been wearing recently on my trail runs. It's um, actually, it's this one right here. Yeah, this one. You guys have seen this one. It's a nice, uh, it's like uh, the classics by Yuo Pong. Uh, it's kind of, it's like the same exact brand that um, like uh, Run Steep Get High and a couple other brands use this exact hat, trucker hat, and uh, it's got a nice embroidered logo. But it's just kind of like understated, just like just pretty simple. But I like it a lot, and 
it's very comfortable to run in, especially on trails. Keeps you, keeps you cool. Keeps the sun off your face, off your neck. Uh, so yeah, that's really exciting. That's coming real soon. Uh, what's up? Aaron's here from Cincinnati. Hit 80 miles last week, inspired by my training. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Hopefully, uh, you're doing all right. Um, I'm hurting. <laughs> Uh, these last couple weeks have been crushing me, seriously. Matthew's here from South Carolina, Rock Hill. What's up? Got a 12-hour coming up this weekend. Nice. That's going to be fun. Uh, Dave says, not saying it's a bad watch. I just thought you were Team Enduro. Yes. Uh, and m- anytime I'm doing like a uh, trail run or anything long, I'm on the Enduro right now. Uh, we'll see what happens over the next couple months or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I cycle back through all the watches I have and I kind of just keep testing them. Uh, just kind of like which one is the one that is sparking my interest right now. I've the Wahoo element rival used that for a couple weeks in a row back to the Apple watch every once in a while. Enduro, uh, polar chorus sometimes. So, yeah, it's fun just, it's fun just like going back and forth. But the Polar Vantage V2 is just light and just the way it sits on my wrist, I just really like, I really like the feeling. Uh, Max Long says, how much elevation is at the IT100? Uh, Good question. I actually, uh, in years past, there's been a lot less than there's going to be this year. Uh, They added uh, like five miles to the loop. So it used to be over the history of this race, the it's always been the same park, um, but they've kept building trails over the years, and they will add those new trails into the loop. And so it started out as like a 16-mile loop, and that was for a long time, and then it was a 20-mile loop for a couple of years, and now it's a 25-mile loop. And this extra five-mile loop that they added um, is uh, like there's some hills in it, like some good ones too. And uh, so I think... The last weekend, so Saturday, I did a 25-miler. I did the full loop. I think it was like 2,700 feet of gain. Uh, so that'll be that'll be like over 10,000, <laughs> which I was uh, not in years. I think it's been closer to like seven, uh, and uh, so or maybe eight. Uh, so it was a little bit more elevation gain this year. But it's still really, uh, you consider it a flat course like I would. Um, it's not anything. This The climbs are like, I mean, this past weekend when I did the 25-mile loop, I didn't walk any of the, there was one, maybe one or two climbs that I walked. And uh, the rest of them I ran because they're all short. It's just a lot of rollers. You're It's constantly rolling. So that's where you get the, that's where you get a lot of the game is in the roll, the rolling hills. Um, but there's only like maybe two climbs that were like steep enough that I felt like I wanted to hike up them. But for the actual race for the hundred, I will be doing a lot of hiking, uh, especially early on. I'm going to try to, uh, I know that I'm going to be so amped up and everybody's going to be, everybody's going to be, uh, and it's just going to be, it's going to be really hard to, it's going to be really hard to hike these, like, 20, 30-foot hills. Uh, I mean, you just, 
I mean, if it, if you're doing 25 miles out there, like there's no reason why you should hike hardly any of them because it breaks your momentum. Like, and you're just like, you just keep rolling. Uh, but over the course of a hundred, like you gotta be a little more careful. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be either, either great or, uh, blow up spectacularly. So stick around. Um, uh, Dallin says, I've been recording and planning weekly runs since mid-June in Training Peaks. Loving it. Just waiting to see what more to do with it. Yeah, awesome. And, like, honestly, it's, like, it's a really good website to plan out your training on because you can get really detailed in the workouts that you put on there and you can build your season out. Um, and... Also, if you guys, I don't know if you can hear that thunder. Um, if I like just randomly cut out, <laughs> it's probably because we lost power. Uh, there's a big thunderstorm rolling through right now. So hopefully I don't lose power and hopefully the internet doesn't go out. <laughs> um, what else we got here? Stephen McNeil was signed up for the 100, switched a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh, doing the Mogi on 100K. Awesome. And then it is a point-to-point -point I'm seeing. Uh, people are saying it's a point-to-point. Dallin Rick says, hats, please. Yes, they're coming, man. Any day now. Any day. As soon as I get, like, so what I've been working on the today was getting, um, like, all the, like, financial stuff. Like, there's a lot behind the scenes to get that going. Uh, so I was getting all that squared away. Will we get a hat cam? Mandy says. <laughs> we could. I could put the hat. Um, I, actually have, I actually have a couple cameras going on here now. But why don't we do the buckle cam? Let's see. Here's a buckle cam. There, that's for you, Mandy. Uh, oh, and Justin also wanted the buckle cam. I'll throw your comment up here, Justin. Uh, first the buckle cam. Now we get. <laughs> Can this world get any better? Super excited. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and I'm seeing a comment in here about a bucket hat. <laughs> uh, that's actually a possibility. We could do something like that. If you guys want a bucket hat, we can do something like that. Hat cam and B cam. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, and awesome. Matthew says, I was about to look into a Ben Parks hat, so I will wait until yours. Oh, yeah. Well, you should get the Ben Parks hat, too. Uh, those hats are super cool. Uh, those are those are some sweet hats. And I don't know how he does it. Like, I think he... I mean, honestly, his uh, situation is quite a bit different than mine. So he can probably buy 500 or 1,000 hats and sell them in a couple months. But uh, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, his hats are so customized and... Like they have to be, they have to be being designed and produced somewhere. And then he's getting them like directly from the supplier. Like it's not even like there's different levels of merchandise. And I'm learning so much about this as I'm getting into it. And right now, like my channel is still really small and um, just the amount of merchandise I'm selling, like it's still like, I don't, it's not financially sound to buy a bunch of merchandise, have it at my house, sell it and ship it out. Like it has to be, 
uh, I'm still in like step one, which is, um, uh, like, uh, I forget exactly what it's called. It's like slipping my mind right now, but I have, uh, like I hire a company basically to print on demand. That's what it's called. Print on demand. Uh, and so like I, me and this company, uh, have the, have the arrangement worked out and they have my designs. And when you purchase something, it just gets ordered directly from this company and they print it and send it to you. Uh, and so that's how it's working right now. And as it grows, you know, theoretically it could turn into something different where I have a lot more options of customizing everything. Uh, but in order to do that, I have to like go to a supplier, um, and pay for like a thousand products, a thousand pieces like upfront or 500 or whatever. And then like hold on to them and sell them and ship them myself. And, or you can like hire companies to do that, but it's like, take it one step at a time. So right now we're in the uh, print on demand phase. Ben Parks, uh, Ginger Runner, people like that are in the, uh, where you can actually like, design uh and work with the factory like the factories like overseas uh and get like like thousands printed for you uh and probably even have a company um well i don't know if ginger runner has a company i don't know if ben parks does either but like you can you can just have your product sent to a facility that then takes your orders and it gets so complicated um, all right, let's see here. Uh, yeah, if maybe, maybe if everyone gets a Ryan Clayton bucket hat, uh, we'll start, uh, start seeing a lot better results at Western States. Who knows? <laughs> uh, let's see. Aaron Wagner says my course cross pace two showed 1650 and 1850 on my two 25 mile it training runs. Air pressure really affects the same runs day to day from my altitude. Does that seem right? Um, I don't know. Coros pace too. I don't know. Um, if, uh, Dave's still in the chat, he might know a little bit more about the, uh, the quality of the altimeters or the barometers in those, uh, versus Garmin. But I would think that, um, I mean, I don't know. I did the same two runs, uh, like you were just saying, uh, with my Garmin Enduro and they were both right around like, uh, 25 or actually let's just pull it up. Um, let's see here. I can show you guys too. Okay. This is my training peak. So this is the workout from Saturday elevation gain 2359. Uh, for the loop. So that was the, that was the whole loop right there. And let's see, there was, okay. So there is some drift. This is the thing I don't like. Uh, and I wish every single watch I've ever had has this issue where there, where if I can get my face off of here, uh, but, uh, like it shows that you're starting at like, say like 907 feet and then ending in like the same exact spot, 963 feet. So it's not much like 60, 55 feet difference, uh, from start to finish when I'm literally hitting start and stop in the same exact parking lot. Um, but there's a little bit of drift there. And so over time, you know, I don't know how much that really adds up. 
Uh, but yeah, there's a little tiny bit of drift there, but I'm pretty confident in Garmin's um, uh, hardware. I don't know, but it's somewhere. It's somewhere right around, I would guess, in between 2,000 to 2,300 or something. And then my other run from a couple weeks ago, let's see what that was. Same place. Oh, so this one shows 2667 elevation gain. Um, and there was, is this the same run? This is the same place, yeah. I don't know what happened here, why it stopped recording. Oh, this was when I, okay, so this was the full loop right here. Let's see. This is the full loop right here. Uh, see, this, this gets weird. I don't really understand what's happening here right now. Um, but we got the full loop, and it's showing elevation gain 1428. And then in this section, I did a couple more miles. Shows elevation gain 127. But if I unselect everything, uh, where'd it go? If I unselect everything, it says 26. So Garmin's doing something weird in here. It's going back to zero and adding like 900 feet, which I don't like that. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see uh, what it actually ends up being for 100 miles. I don't know if you guys can hear that rain right now, but it is pouring here. Uh, Mango Runner says, I need to find a pacer for IT100. Any ideas where I can post to find one? Yeah, are you part of the Facebook group? Uh, that's the first place I would check. Uh, there's going to be a lot of activity over the next couple weeks in the Facebook group. I think it's called Indiana Trail 50 and 100 or something, but just search for that and get on there if you're not already. Uh, but that's the first place that I would go to um and you can just make a general post and just say hey i'm looking for a pacer uh someone that can do 25 or 50 whatever because i think <clears throat> they're allowing pacers for the last 50 miles which is pretty typical um, but that's where i would go What did you think about um, Alexander Sorkin of Lithuania running 309 kilometers in 24 hours to break the world record? Um, yeah, I think that was just like, uh, obviously out of this world, it's a world record. Um, just can't imagine, cannot imagine running that those types of paces for that long. Just like, uh, it's just mind-boggling. And that's something that, I mean, that's something that I can't even, I can't even imagine doing something like that on a flat course because you literally have to just hold steady the whole time. Um, you know, it's when you're in doing like a mountain race or something like there's so much, so many different gears are used, like going up and then going down. Like you can, you know, really use, um, different technical skills to your advantage uh, to go fast in that situation. But like when you're on a flat course and you just have to just keep pounding uh, for hours on end, like that's just, that's amazing. Uh, Alex says, what's a good 50 K race in the Midwest this fall? Um, 
So I know that uh, I believe the race I'm doing has a 50K, but I'm pretty sure it's sold out. Uh, there is a Tecumseh Trail 50K in Indiana, uh, like the end of October. That's a really good one. Uh, other than that, um, I'm not so familiar with um, like fall races outside of Indiana, but um, yeah, there's a couple there. <laughs> Make the best of what's still around. Uh, do you feel an obligation to protect your home turf at IT100 like the Frenchmen did at UTMP? Um, maybe if I had done the race a couple times and had success at it, then I would feel an obligation to go back and defend it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this will be my first time actually doing the race. I've been there several times, volunteered a couple times at it, paced once at it. Um, but as far as do I feel a sense of home turf needing to defend it? No, it's, I do feel, um, a stronger connection to it though, just because it is in my home state and it's the only hundred miler in my state. Um, so there's that there that I do definitely feel, um, some sort of like extra connection, uh, in that way. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm not going there to compete, uh, with anyone other than myself. So that's kind of where the mindset I'm trying to get into. Like, and, you know, we'll see like this course, it, like I can, I don't even really, I don't even really want to set like time goals. Like I, I mean, I do have very strong time goal of sub 24 hours. Like that's like, I really want to do that. Um, I've never done that before at a hundred and, um, I mean, I've had a few opportunities to, uh, and missed out uh, due to lots of different reasons, particular, m mainly just lack of training and being injured and stuff. Uh, like I, I was trying to do <laughs> a bunch of races in the Midwest a couple of years ago and got injured. And so that all kind of fell apart. But, um, you know, I've never been able to come close to 24 hours in any of the mountain hundreds I've done. So, like, that is a very big, like prominent goal. Like I want to make sure I do that. And I'm, I'm training in a way that I think I can, uh, or my training has gone in a way that I think I can, uh, as long as I can, uh, stay away from injuries <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. Um, but this race is also very dependent on the weather, uh, because of how, um, be, uh, just because of like, it's, it's a looped course. And so <clears throat> when it rains, if it does rain at the beginning of the race, the trails are going to be torn up, uh, because there's a couple hundred people that are going to be out there. There's a hundred miler, there's a hundred K there's a 50 miler, there's a 50 K. Uh, and there's, I believe there's 400 runners total in all of them, uh, I could be wrong on that. There might be more, but I believe there is 400 runners. And so you get 400 people out on a 25 mile course, uh, and it starts raining at the beginning. This course is just going to get like just ripped to shreds. Uh, and so that's going to 
slow down all the time. So if it does rain in the first half or at any of the race, actually, uh, times are going to slow down. And so that's where it's like, if it's raining, like I'm just going to have to just go into it uh, with just no expectations, really. If it's really good weather uh, and the trails are dry, uh, I think I can go more for, uh, you know, like trying to, trying to go for a time goal, uh, or making sure that I'm hitting my marks on the laps or to different checkpoints. Um, but yeah, I'm also really excited, um, to like actually put together a crew. Um, I've got some coming together, uh, and, uh, it's going to be really fun. Um, I think like I've never, I've never done a race where I had, uh, like multiple crew members, uh, come just like a group really for me. Like I've had several races where I've had one person, uh, cruel jewel. It was John, um, and there, uh, for run rabbit run, I had Matt, um, see what else uh grindstone i actually had a couple guys come out that i met on facebook um so that was fun um but i've never had i've never had just like a group or like a team where i felt like i really had like uh where i had like different people pacing me which is probably gonna be the situation this year which is gonna be really fun i might have two or three pacers uh and just like a group like every time i come back around so i'm really excited about that too uh, to see like what that's like. I've done several <laughs> hundreds where I'm just on my own, <laughs> no crew, no pacers. Uh, and that's been, you know, one experience. Uh, and I like that. It's really fun. Uh, but you can't go for, well, most people aren't going to be going for time goals when something is like that because yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a lot harder. <laughs> Um, we'll see what else, uh, Danielle says, what's the course record at IT? I think it's like 16 hours, uh, just maybe right at 16 hours. Uh, I want to say that, oh man, it just slipped my mind, uh, who the course record holder is, but, uh, yeah, I think it's right around 16 hours. Um, typically top 10 is like, sub 18 uh which is it's not so it's not like a super fast course like tunnel hill but i also don't think there's been like uh a lot of the really fast uh like pros come out to this race it's just it's not it's not one that i don't think draws like super fast um people like something like tunnel hill does um or uh yeah, really just Tunnel Hill. That's like the only one in the Midwest I can think of that draws like really fast people. Because that one's just like pure flat. Oh, John says, let's not jinx ourselves. Shh, no rain talk. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Shouldn't talk about it. Uh, John's got a 100 miler coming up this weekend. The hallucination. Uh, and Brian's going to be there too. Maybe you guys can... Maybe you guys can race. <laughs> uh, Dallin says, have you chosen your main shoe for IT100 yet? Uh, no. I have. I This past week, I just got a couple different pairs in, 
and trying a few different ones out. Um, this past weekend, I wore the Solomon Ultra Glides. No, not Ultra Glides. Uh, Solomon Ultra 3, uh, which uh, I really liked a lot. Uh, they were a little bit, a little bit lacking on arch support, which was something that I um, appreciate in hundred milers. And so, um, I think if I did use that shoe, I would probably put a different, uh, like a different insert in that had a little more more support. Um, but I'm also trying out the Brooks Catamount, which actually you can see right here uh i got these adidas ones uh oh. i got these because i thought oh my gosh like these look so awesome um but they are like super weird trail running <laughs> shoes like the the lugs are only two millimeters uh which i didn't know that before i ordered them uh or 2.5 millimeters uh, and, uh, they feel amazing when they're on your feet, but they're almost like road shoes. <laughs> so I don't know. I haven't even tried these out yet, but the, uh, Brooks Catamount, these are really cool. And I'm probably going to take these out this weekend. It's kind of like blown out, uh, because just all white, but these feel really, really good. Um, they've got the Brooks DNA flash midsole. Uh, so we'll see how they feel this weekend. Um, but I really did like the Solomon ultra threes. Uh, they're sitting in the garage now cause they're all muddy. Um, but yeah, if I do use them, I'll probably have to get an insert with a little bit, tiny bit of arch support in there. Also got these La Sportiva, uh, Caracal, uh, and these are more just like a fun, like I just got these cause I wanted to try La Sportiva out. I don't know if I'll be using them at IT 100. They're more of like a mountain shoe. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll make an appearance. Uh, and then Hoka sent me out a couple too. They sent me, uh, the Zanals, which I probably won't use. Uh, and then, uh, another pair of the Torrent Twos, which could also be an option. Um, and I've also and some Speed Goats as well, so those could be options too. But yeah, this might be a race where I change shoes like four times. Who knows? Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the answer, Dallin, is no. I have not. Matt's Midwest team says, I just want to finish the 50 IT. We'll see. Nice. Looking forward to meeting you, Ryan. That uh, sounds cool. Uh, hope the weather is great for my first one. They have not shut off the 50 miler. So who knows on attendance? Oh, you can still sign up for that. I thought that, okay, so the website is weird. I think everything is sold out at this point. Um, and I think even the wait lists are shut down um, because you can, it looks like you can still sign up. But when you click on it, it says the wait list is full. So I don't know. I thought they were all sold out months ago. But who knows? Um, Nathan says, signing up for my first 100K at the start of 2022. How did you know when you were ready to step up to bigger distances? Or did you just go all in and deal with it? Uh, yeah, 
that's a good question. Um, I did not ever really, um, like I did two fifty milers and then signed up for my first hundred. And I don't think you can ever really feel like you're ready. Uh, I think you just kind of got to go for it. Like you just said, like sign up, go all in, just train, train the best you can and just show up and experience it. <laughs> and whatever happens, happens. Um, yeah, I don't think you can ever know that you're ready. Uh, Justin Turnbow says, uh, any tricks to stop heel slippage? My heel still gets torn up. Uh, any insight would be great. Yeah, so that, um, a lot of that has to do with how the shoe fits you. And that's something that I've really learned uh, over the course of the last year or so of trying out all of these different shoes is that uh, so, like they're not all made for the same type of feet. And you just got to, like, you just got to keep trying out ones that work for you. And unfortunately, um, even if you watch like a bunch of like YouTube reviews, like you still might not, um, you still might not be getting information that's like useful to you. Uh, and especially because everybody's different and everybody's foot shape is different. Everybody's body shape is different. Um, like you're like, so for example, if you take probably the most popular shoe reviewer on the internet, Seth, uh, and then you compare him and me, uh, we are very different, very different, uh, humans. <laughs> uh, he is, uh, absolutely like basically professional athlete. Um, he's also really small. I don't know how tall he is, but I'm, he's, he's a shorter guy, uh, very light. Um, and I'm taller and so, uh, and I have a little bit more weight to me. Uh, and so the way I would feel in say, um, like a speed goat versus the way he feels in a speed goat is going to be wildly different. Uh, and so I think that's, it's good to really get a, a good mix of, uh, different voices that you're listening to. Uh, if you're like a big person that relies on say YouTube shoe reviews. Uh, because for example, uh, uh, Seth said that the Solomon ultra glides were like, they were like amazing. Like he put them first in a bunch of all these categories. And I was like, wow, like that was really not my experience with them. Like I had a lot of problems with them and, um, like working, working through like my notes and like seeing like what I want to say, like for my review. And it's like, I just kind of like, was like, Oh yeah. Like we're just, we're different humans. <laughs> like <laughs> he's going to feel this shoe one way and I'm going to feel it a different way. And so like, you just got to get a good mix of a lot of different people that you're listening to. And I think that the most valuable thing you can obviously do is try a bunch of stuff out and uh, find a website or a shoe store that has a really good uh, like trial period, uh, and that's really cool, with, like like open about it, uh, and like yes, try these shoes out, and if they're not working out, bring them back. Like uh, especially if you can find a local shoe store that um, uh, operates like that, that is like the gold mine. Uh, where you can really like build a relationship with like the owner or someone that works there. 
and just be like, hey, like I've never tried out a Nike shoe, but I want to. And I know I'm not going to be able to feel what it feels like in the store. Uh, so, you know, um, but your question is uh, heel slippage. The answer to that is like finding the right shoe. Uh, some of it can be helped with tying it in a different way. You can do the shoe lace lock, uh, the, where you like use the extra hole and kind of like weave it weirdly and kind of like, and then you kind of like crank it down, you know, but I mean, that really helps. Uh, socks are a big thing that can help, uh, prevent blisters on your heel, and then also taping your heels uh, during ultras. I always do that. Um, at least I have the last three or four, five maybe. Uh, you get some Luco tape and you just put a uh, couple around the back of your heel, maybe one underneath first, uh, and then a couple around the back. And you still might get blisters. Definitely going to be a lot less than uh, had you not used tape. So if you do have issues with that, um, I would try, first of all, if you're having a lot of problems, it's probably the shoes. So f try out a ton of different shoes. Uh, and then if you find shoes that you're like, okay, these are the best that I can find, work on your laces, and then try some tape. Um... Uh, Max Long says, how do the Zanals compare with the Speed Goats? Uh, those are, yeah, they're, uh, the Zanals, um, are like, they, they're more, I would be very comfortable doing a, maybe like half marathon to marathon, uh, possibly in the Zanals. Um, but I would not, I would definitely not consider them for a hundred miler. Uh, probably, I mean, even a 50 K would be getting a little bit long, uh, for me to wear the Zanals. Uh, they're more, uh, um, they're more of a, uh, like they're, they're going to be, the point of them is to go for lightweight, uh, to go for like really good traction because they do, they do have really good outsole. Uh, but, um, and also it's, it's a more minimal feeling shoe. Uh, so you're going to put it on and you're going to like, you're just going to, you're going to be able to go quicker in it. Uh, the, uh, what was the other one you said? The speed goats, those are built more for like to be in all day. Uh, they can go quick, obviously. Um, but, uh, in my opinion, they're, they're much more like a much tougher shoe, uh, to handle like steep downhills. A lot of, they're also much better transitioning from running to walking. The Zanals were not good uh, with hiking in my experience, they're, they're a running shoe. When you, when I switched to hiking or walking, they just felt really clunky. Uh, so speed goats are more of like an ultra 50 mile and up shoe. Uh, but yeah, you could also do 50 K's in them. I mean, especially the Evo speed goats, they shave off a lot of weight with that. Uh, and these also drain really well. So the Evo speed goats are what you see a lot of, uh, like 50 K's and hundred mile. Uh, those are the Jim Walmsley shoes. Uh, well, they're not Jim Walmsley shoes, but <laughs> they're the ones that he uses. Um, so yeah, 
Um, Tim Dottie says, been wearing the Solomon Ultra Glides lately. Lots of rocks getting in during the run. Have you experienced the same with these? Uh, I didn't experience like a lot of rocks getting in, but I could see that because of how much space there is kind of around the ankle, just the way it's shaped. Um, yeah, my big problem with them was water. Uh, it was any type of any going through any water was just uh, a nightmare because it just held it in. And then uh, really hot and humid days with a lot of sweat or like pouring water on yourself. Uh, if that water went in the shoe, it's just like, there's nowhere for it to go. Like, it's just, it's a, it's like a boat taking on water. <laughs> like you, there's nowhere for it to go. Uh, so that was the biggest problem. Uh, the other thing was that like, I mean, the midsole was great, uh, right away. Like I felt, I felt like it was awesome for the first, like maybe 40 or 50 miles. And then it started to just like, uh, get a little bit less bouncy and get a little bit more like kind of like unstable. So I don't know. There's a lot of, it's a, there's a, there's, that's one of the shoes where it's like, I actually did kind of like look around to see what other people were saying because I was kind of just like, I was surprised by it. Uh, it was a Solomon that just like, it felt like it wasn't worked out. Uh, ahead of time. It felt like there were some things that uh, were still just wrong with it. And so I was like, was I, am I just like missing the whole point of this shoe? And so I looked at a few other people and it's like, there's the opinions on that shoe are all over the place. And you also have to be careful of accidentally stumbling upon sponsored athletes uh, or anybody that is being paid uh, by a company um, because I mean, we know how that works. Nothing wrong with it. Um, but you're just not going to hear anything but the good stuff, which is fine. That's how the world works. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Aaron says, thinking of picking up a GoPro to document some of my first uh, 100 and sharing any decent footage with you. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, here are eight or nine. Uh, what accessories are most important? I would definitely go with the nine. Uh, and the reason why is because it's got that front screen on it. Uh, and that, like, I'll admit, I was, when I saw it, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I've been using GoPros for five years. Like, I don't need a front screen. But then when you get it and you start using it, you're like, oh, this really does make things easier. Uh, it's just, yeah. So I would go with the 9. It also does have, <clears throat> like, slightly better uh, image stabilization, in my opinion, um, just like small increments in quality. Um, so that's what I would go with. Uh, it's also got a much bigger battery. Uh, that was with the nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. The eight has the smaller battery and everything previous to the eight has the smaller battery, but the nine bigger battery. So you get a lot more record time. You have to change your batteries out less charge less. So I would go with that. Uh, most important accessories. The only accessory that I ever use for a GoPro is, well, I guess I have two that I use a lot, but it's like a little tiny selfie stick or a big one. Like I have a bunch of different kinds, um, but I would get a selfie stick. So you're not trying to hold the camera. Uh, if you, I mean, but it all depends on what you're comfortable with running with, uh, like putting in your pack or if you have a small pocket, like 
maybe you won't have the space for a little selfie stick, but it will help a lot with audio and it will also help your footage be smoother. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of really big YouTubers just run with just the camera and that's fine. But there's a lot of times where you can hear their thumb is covering up one of the microphones and there's a lot of noise or there's not, the sound is just really bad. Uh, and then also it's much harder to keep a camera level if you're just holding the camera. If you've got a little selfie stick, it's a lot easier to control. So I don't know. I say all that and then maybe, who knows, maybe I'll ditch the selfie stick for the IT100. But I always use one. Uh, and then the only other accessory I have is the max lens that you can, you can take off the original lens and put on the max lens. And that's just, it's actually a better quality image. Uh, and it also, there's some stabilization aspects that you can get that are better with it. Um, but it's big and bulky and super annoying. So I wouldn't get it, uh, unless you're just like really, really want, um, some of the features that come with it. But yeah, if you get the nine, you really don't need anything else. My opinion. Um, but yeah. Uh, shoot me a DM or something. And I'll give you some settings that I think are good to change to. Uh, Justin Turnbow says, uh, just started taping. Thank you for the insights and thanks for all your help. Yeah. Awesome. I went through a lot of different types of taping. Like I taped all my toes for some races and uh, taped my the bottoms of my foot and the sides and I tried all sorts of different stuff. And what I've landed on is just like at this point, it's just taping the heel because that's where I get the uh, the blisters that can really like really uh, mess your run up, in my opinion. And it's mostly just for, I don't know if I'll do it for IT because it's mostly just for the the worst is when I'm climbing and descending. So there's not a whole lot of that. Maybe I won't, maybe I won't do that. Who knows? Maybe I'll even switch away from toe socks and just go straight like, I don't know, straight like gold toe socks. <laughs> Uh, Wayne says the medium mod is clutch for audio, a little bit of post cleanup and you're sounding good. Yeah. I, I wish that I had the, uh, I wish I had the audio mod or the media mod just to see what the audio is like. I've never, I haven't bought it though. Uh, Adam Tice says, what memory cards do you use Ryan? Uh, for GoPro, I think I, I upgraded to a pro grade memory card is the brand and they're like twice as expensive as SanDisk. Uh, and the, the reason why I upgraded was because sometimes the GoPro does freeze. And, um, from wh what I've heard is that it has to do with the memory card. Uh, and I'm using like, I have always used like, pretty much the best that SanDisk has. Uh, but I still always would always get like the GoPro freezing. And when that happens, you have to pop the battery out, put it back in. And sometimes that was happening like two or three times during a run. 
and multiple times during races. And it's just like over the years, I've just gotten used to it. Um, it's a lot easier now that you don't have the GoPro in a case, <laughs> uh, but still annoying. Uh, but I did uh, upgrade to, it's called ProGrade uh, is the brand. Uh, and they are like, they're twice as expensive. So it's an investment. Um, but I did upgrade to those and I've seen less freezing, um, but not, it hasn't completely solved the problem, but I think that was maybe what it had to do with was maybe the memory card. GoPros just, uh, sometimes I guess they just really need a really fast memory card. But yeah. Uh, Mango Runner says, what's your tapering plan for IT 100? Uh, my tapering plan is three weeks and the first week is really not going to look too much like a taper. Like hopefully as long as I can, um, like I said in my video, I think it was last week that I am, uh, struggling with, a an injury, uh, currently that hasn't totally been bad enough to like slow down or reduce my miles, but it's just super annoying. Um, and it's not plantar fasciitis. It's a second one. Um, and so that is starting to get like just really, uh, really annoying. Uh, and so if I can make it through these next two weeks, if I can just kind of like suffer through it, um, and keep building my miles. The goal is to then three weeks out drop down to maybe like, uh, maybe like 70 miles and then two weeks out, uh, drop down to somewhere around like 50. Uh, and then the week before to like really drop down even lower, like maybe just go into it 100 with having maybe like 20 miles on that week. And most of it will be like maybe like a 10 miler on Monday and then like a five on Tuesday and a five on Thursday or something like that. And then having, uh, like Wednesday and Friday completely off something like that would be like maybe the last week. And, uh, the whole point behind a taper is to, uh, like slowly reduce your work but then increase your recovery. So at the same time, I'm also going to be trying to like, <laughs> which I'm really bad at. I'm really bad at sleeping. I'm good at sleeping. I just am bad at going to bed. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, but yeah, if I can, if this week holds up, uh, this week I hope to hit 90 miles. Uh, and then the week after, somewhere around the same, maybe 90 again, and then probably 70, 50, 20. So that's kind of what it's going to look like. Uh, the three weeks out is not going to look like a taper to most people, but as I've been building, if I can nail these last two weeks, it'll be, it'll be like almost two months of like plus 70 miles a week. So going back down to that will be like, it'll be, it'll come full circle. So that's my goal. Uh, Joviet says, Wasatch 100 this weekend. Yes, that looks like an amazing race too. Uh, good luck to anyone running. Hopefully I'll be there in a few years. Yeah, I would love to run Wasatch at one point. 
Justin says, doing run, rabbit, run 50 miler. And he helps for how to run that race, thinking power hike the first climb, then run the rest. Yeah, definitely. There's no way you can run that first climb. <laughs> it's straight up a ski slope. Uh, that is such, I mean, that is like probably, I'm going to say that is probably the coolest uh, first like the coolest start line and first few miles of a race I've ever done. Uh, because it's just like, um, you're in this, like you're in this like ski town and you're just like, it goes off in this massive people. And all of a sudden you start going up the ski slope and like, you literally are climbing up the ski slope, uh, like right under, uh, the, uh, cars, whatever they're, I don't know, I forget what they're called. Gondola, is that what it's called? That takes you up the mountain. And you like there's no trail. You're just going like through the tall grass. Like, and so everyone just like spreads out and you're just like it's like this like just mob of people going up this mountain. And you think you're done, but you're only halfway there. So uh you get up to the top of it and you run flat for maybe like a quarter mile, and there's like I think if I'm remembering this right there's an aid station there or maybe the aid station is at the top of the next climb. But yeah, there's two climbs at the beginning. Um, if the f- course for the 50 is the same start as for the hundred. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful race. And then I don't remember, I don't remember where it splits off, but yeah, I would just take that first climb, just take it slow and just take your, you know, if you have a phone or camera or anything like that, like just take some pictures of like, just turn around and look back and take some pictures because it's beautiful as you're climbing up out of this ski town. Uh, Brian says GoPro 10 info has been leaking out over the last week. Yeah. I've seen some of that. Um, I, yeah. I don't know anything about it other than just like some of the stuff that's been leaking. Um, but that could be cool. That could be a really cool camera. Um, I would really love to see them, uh, just really invest in the image quality, uh, and less like less focus on just like all the extra stuff that it can do. Like all these like extra modes and features and just like really go like into, like just making like a like high bit rate. I mean, you have to like you have to have a faster like um, internal computer like processor and everything to do that. But just like if they could do a higher bit rate so that it's uh, easier to color grade, uh, better dynamic range. Uh, I don't you don't need any more extra detail like um, the 4K footage that you can get out of a GoPro is already like detailed enough, especially for action stuff but just like really improve the dynamic range, colors, image quality, higher bit rate. That would be, that would be beautiful. Like if that was the only thing that got upgraded and everything else was exactly the same, I'd be fine with that. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, pro is kind of difficult to make look really good in a lot of situations. It looks amazing when you're outside in the sun. Uh, but anytime you get like, low light you're just kind of like like you have some problems uh and then different colors too like and it can like 
it can it can get really bad with reds. Um, so that was a huge problem for me when I was doing the Triple Crown documentary series because Rob uh, wore a solid red shirt almost the whole time for all those races because part of it was sponsored by Hammer Nutrition and the shirt they sent him was like bright red and just a like hammer across the front of it. And like he wore like jackets and stuff, but uh, all of the GoPro footage was just like, just had this like burnt red, like center of the image. And it was like so difficult to color grade. Uh, so it'd be, it'd be awesome if they could just improve the quality of their image. Uh, Matt says, uh, sensor size bump would be nice, but don't think that's happening this round. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool too. I'd like to see that. Max Long says, what's a bucket list race for you? Um, I have a couple. Um, definitely, I mean, definitely the, I mean, the ones that are common for everybody, Western States, Hard Rock, UTMB, um, uh, you know, Barkley, just to, just to be there and experience it. Um, but, um, yeah, I would say that, um, there's another one, uh, that is out there that's like way outside my realm of possibility right now, but the Tour de Jean, um, is like, it's a plus 200 mile race. Um, with like, I think it's like 90,000 feet of elevation gain or something like that. Uh, but that would be one that is like, I mean, just like seeing the images and videos and stuff that come out of that race. Uh, it's kind of like UTMB, (laughs) uh, picturesque type of stuff, but for like over 200 miles and you're just, you're just going all through these like Italian towns and. I think it goes, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, that would be a bucket list race that I guess um, maybe a little bit less common. Uh, but, uh, yeah, U.S., it's the it's the big ones. Uh, Western States, Hard Rock, that sort of stuff. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mandy says, merchandise idea, buckle cam nightlight. <laughs> outlet plug-in safety first right that would be cool wow that's a good idea uh duno says anyone running the oregon cascades 100 next year it's a new western states 100 qualifying race it's point to point i'm doing it next year that sounds cool i've never heard of that race Uh, Justin says, have you ever looked at PTL? It starts Monday before UTMB. Yeah, that one would also be really cool because the, that race you have to do with a partner. So like you finish, you start and finish as a team. I think that would be a blast. Uh, and it's called like the, um, it's like UTMB's like pedestrian race, which is like funny. It's like, <laughs> cause you're like supposed to go slow or something. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that were, that race looks really cool too. Um, but all right, guys, I'm over an hour, so I'm going to start wrapping it up. Uh, let me know if you have any last minute questions or comments. Um, Duno says next year I'm doing the hundred K with 
10K vert six weeks before my 100 mile that has 11K vert. Is that too much back to back? Uh, no, I don't think so. That vert is not too crazy. If you're talking about feet, um, if you're talking about meters, that's quite a bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 10,000 feet of vert in 100K and then six weeks to recover and kind of train into a 100 miler. It has 11,000 feet of vert. Um, that's not too bad. That 11,000 is not too bad. I would not be worried about that. Dave Lee says, running the Barkley Fall Classic in 11 days. Yes, I have a friend that's doing that too. Scared to death, have not trained enough elevation. Yeah, that would be that would be a concern of mine too if I had not trained enough elevation. Uh, good luck getting the marathon. The 50K, I believe, is probably out of reach for almost everybody. I think he changed the cutoff times to make it harder. Uh, in fact, I think most people probably won't even finish the marathon. Um, unless I was reading the times wrong. Uh, Duno says I was talking about feet. Yeah, I think you're good on that. Um, yeah, I think you're good. Uh, Dallin says, great show. Thanks for answering questions. Good luck in training. Mandy says, good night. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, and then Dave Lee has a hundred miler three weeks after <laughs> that. I would be concerned about, uh, because if rat jaw is included in, uh, the Barkley fall classic this year, uh, and it looks like it typically does, uh, in September, meaning like completely overgrown, uh, you're going to have, um, a lot of scratches and rat bites. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that would be the only thing I would be concerned about would be like getting poison ivy and being like run down, uh, from your body trying to heal from like all of the external injuries. Um, but good luck. Sounds, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for stopping by tonight. Um, I will, uh, have a couple, I'm working on a couple videos, uh, right now as we speak. And, but honestly, like what's been, uh, like it's just training. It's just been so crazy recently. Uh, just so much time. I think last week I was actually running for 14 hours. <laughs> uh, and the week before that it was very similar. So spending a lot of time training, but then also a lot of time recovering, a couple more weeks of this, and then we start taper, and I'm so excited for that. <laughs> uh, but I'm so excited for this race, and excited to meet some of you guys that are going to be there. Uh, if anybody's going to be there with a camera, I'll make a video like as we get closer to. But I would absolutely love uh, to have like as many people contribute to my video as possible too. So even cell phone video, anything like that. Um, I think it's really cool, like what Seth does, and I know that he's got like way more, um, you know, people watching his channel and everything. But how he does those race videos, where it's just like a collaboration of like tons of other people's videos, because he doesn't carry a camera. Uh, so something like that would be kind of cool. So I'll do a video like letting people know about that ahead of time, because I know there's gonna be a lot of people at this race uh, running, but then also spectating and. Um, just checking it out, crewing, pacing. So yeah, thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks, Matt. Later. Um, 
And then everybody that joined, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by. I will see you again soon. Bye.